0: You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Dr. Brian Cole and Steve Cashel on 670 The Score. Our producer is Shane Reardon. Coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seager. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. It's Sports Medicine Weekly here on 670 The Score. And Dr. Cole, we're introducing our new segment this week here on the show, Ask the Doctor, giving our listeners the opportunity to have... Dr. Brian Cole, my sidekick here, address their specific sports injury issues. If you want to get involved, you can simply go to our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com, and you can insert your sports injury questions. Dr. Cole, I've got a couple of of injury questions here. First from uh, Lisa. And uh, here's the first one for you. Lisa says, every once in a while, I get shooting pains around my knees and I get inflammation around the kneecap. I've been told by my doctor that I have a tear in my meniscus. I do yoga and strength training and wear a knee brace when biking or light running. That seems to help. Dr. Cole, I eventually need surgery, she's asking. What can I do to keep that from happening?
1: Steve, that's a great question. Lisa, thanks for asking because you bring uh, uh, an important issue uh, that needs to be highlighted. So you have pain in the front of your knee and you've uh, you've been told you have a meniscal tear. Meniscal tears don't cause uh, 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 pain in the front of the knee. They cause pain on the inner or the outer side along the joint line, right where the sort of the bony prominence is on the very inside of the very outside, and often towards the back of the knee. And if your discomfort is in the front of your knee, especially if it's both knees and going up and down stairs and things of that nature, then the meniscus tear has nothing to do with it, and there's not a shred of data out there that shows that being active will make a meniscal tear that someone picks up on an MRI worse. So my advice is as long as you don't have symptoms that line up with it, I can't predict that you'll ever need surgery for that, but what you can do is make sure you take advantage of ice. That's at least 20 minutes after you're particularly active. Um, And uh, uh, core strengthening, especially glute media strengthening, uh, single-leg, body-weight-type exercises. Uh, uh, activities like that that strengthen sort of the midsection, it's all the things that are upstream from the knee that keep the knee happy. So as long as you're not having joint line pain, I would ignore the meniscal problem. You may never have, need, have a need for surgery, and just treat the symptoms you have, and it's a basic exercise program uh, that involves uh, essentially core strengthening.
0: I always like saying in the show, Dr. Cole, that uh, you know people have this misconception, surgeons like doing surgery. I know you don't, though. You, I mean, you'll right. do it. It, uh, I mean, yeah, I you're love, good I, at it, I, I, you're wonderful right. at it, but yeah. you don't, and everyone that comes to the sure. room, you're sure. not trying to move no. to surgery, right? I mean, my
1: answer is that, look, we, we spend more time now talking people out of surgery than about surgery. That being said, what that does is that the population that's left that doesn't have an option to get better without surgery, the likelihood is they will get better. So surgery is awesome if it's properly indicated, and there's nothing else that's simple and non-surgical to get them better. You know, the number one complication in orthopedic sur- surgery, or probably surgery in general, is that someone doesn't get better. They invest time, they expose themselves to the risk, the inconvenience, the layup time, and so forth, and they don't get better. The way you get the best results is you identify a problem that doesn't need an operation, you keep them out of the operating room. And there's really just a subset of things, at least in orthopedics and sports medicine and so forth, that ever really need surgery. And in my practice is, you know I've been in practice 22 years, it's still only about 20% of what walks in the office really gets an operation in terms of new patients. Everyone else gets a lecture on how to get better, how to coexist with it, ignore the MRI, manage expectations, and, and and address their fears and their concerns.
0: Absolutely. It's Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole, and we're doing an Ask the Doctor segment. Again, you can get involved. Go to sportsmedicineweekly.com. Question number two, Dr. Cole, comes from Taylor. Uh, Taylor says this, I was highly active and involved in athletics as a teenager and in my 20s, but I have fallen off the boat as my career and life have gotten busier. I'm excited to get back into it, though. Dr. Cole, what is the best way to prevent injuries when I restart a workout Regimen?
1: Well, I think the the basic thing that gets people into trouble is jumping into it head first. So you have this expression uh, first your pants, then your shoes, right? So this is something that you want to ease back into it. Uh, uh, engaging in a variety of activities and sports rather than one specific sport because overuse is much more common when you're getting back into a program. If you are a collegiate level athlete, uh, for example, if you're a swimmer or volleyball player, as you have gotten deconditioned over the years, going back into those activities can become problematic because you're just not you're just not tuned up, if you will, for those activities. So, cross training, a gradual increase in intensity, uh, stretching, super important. Don't forget about recovery. You're not the same age as you were in college, so recovery is really important, and that involves uh, relative rest, foam rolling, um, uh, things of that nature so that you can get geared up and, and uh, get involved with exercises again. It's not like you're going to get injured, but it's more likely that you're going to get overuse type things that are going to slow you down as you're now in that motivated stage to get back to activities.
0: Taylor, thanks for the question. By the way, again, it's on our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. You go to the right side right underneath the picture of Dr. Cole and I, and there's an Ask the Doctor link here. It says submit your question here. You click on that, throw us a question. We've got one more in this segment before we say goodbye this morning. Dr. Cole from Zachary asking you this and saying this. I have really bad tennis elbow, and it hurts every time I lift weights. I got a steroid injection, have tried physical therapy. Will it ever get better, Dr. Cole, or am I doomed to the pain
1: forever? So... Lateral epicondylitis, tennis elbow, are the same thing. That's that's the uh, bony prominence. Say it again. What'd you
0: do? Epiloclitis. (laughs) Epicondylitis. Epicondylitis. Can you say that?
1: Epicondylitis.
0: Epicondylitis. There you go. What does it
1: mean? It's uh, inflammation, we say, not necessarily, but it's in the category of inflammation along the outer side of the elbow, the bony prominence. But it's actually more common in golf than tennis, even though we call it tennis elbow.
0: There is golf elbow.
1: There's golfer's elbow, too. You hit it fat, and you get pain on the inner side of your elbow. But even tennis elbow is more common in golfers than golfer's elbow is, by the way. How do you treat it? So it's, uh, it almost always gets better, but it can take upwards of a year. This is one of those that is better left out of the operating room because there's umpteen treatments that can be done uh, prior to surgery, even just time. So the most common thing that we do is relative rest. We may change grip size on a tennis racket. Uh, We use ice. We will often use a counterforce brace, one of those tennis elbow straps that goes across the elbow, Uh, occupational therapy or exercise that involves stretching, um, uh, local massage over the uh, muscle mass that's tender and inflamed with activities. We occasionally use injections, corticosteroids could be effective. This is one where if someone has had steroid injections and failed therapy, we consider using platelet-rich plasma. There's some really good data showing that we when we draw blood, spin it down in a centrifuge, get a concentration of platelets, injecting that into the area can make a patient better. So there's lots of great treatments, but this is one that uh, akin to what I was saying before, we really want to keep this one out of the operating room because not because it's a dangerous surgery, because the predictability of that operation is less good compared to lots of other things we do so surgery is an absolute last resort typically by a year going jumping through all those hoops modifying activities doing some of those things people will get better and they're not afflicted with this for the rest of their life
0: all right we're doing an ask the doctor segment again submit your questions to dr cole and yours truly at SportsMedicineWeekly.com. Next one is from Steve Cash. You'll ever hear of him. I've got one for you, all right? So okay. I want to see you guys and uh, your good, uh, your great physical uh, physician's assistant, I mm-hmm. should say. Mm-hmm. Kyle Pills took care of me. Next time, you know what, you got to take care of your radial partner, right? When yes. you come see you. You got to be in you, town. Did, did you?
1: <laughs> it's, uh, I can't predict when you're going to get injure. I know. Steve.
0: I know. No, but I've had, I've had, a, I've had a shoulder for a long time. I thought it was a torn yeah. labrum. I thought it was a uh, torn rotator cuff. But um, Kyle, I went through a series of, uh, you know, the examination and everything. Yeah, and He and asked you a exercises. few questions. He yeah, did an yeah. exam. And then he did the cortisone shot, and he said, pretend I'm just crushing, you know, a thousand Advil pills yeah, on he's your... A, he's very, very He dramatic. was great. He really yeah. was. Yeah. Um, and it went away. But yeah. Dr. Cole, in the last couple of weeks, I have been throwing some batting practice. The, when, you know, I'll tell you when it hurts, and I'm lifting weights, there's no pain at all. It hurts at
1: night when you're sleeping. Yes. I yeah. roll,
0: I'll, I'll yeah. wake up in the middle of the night, and I've rolled over on that
1: shoulder, and I mean excruciating pain. Yeah, so night pain is something we don't fully understand, but it's the number one reason why patients go to see a doctor for shoulder pain, is night pain. Yeah. And um, it's the number one decision for surgery. I'm not saying you need surgery. Yikes. But uh, you would want, I'm. Mean, you know, you have rotator cuff, t- I know what you have, we went over your visit, you You don't have a tear, you have rotator cuff tendinitis, often gets better with an injection, but physical therapy is a big part of it, so uh, probably should do, get in I touch with it. I did do with, some of that. How much did you do?
0: Um, Three weeks' worth, Okay. Two, three, two, three sessions a week. Yeah, so... It helped.
1: Okay, so if this is something that's coming back, we have not yet done an MRI on you. Right. So if this is really continuing to be a problem before I would inject you again, you're probably set to get an MRI. Okay. So I don't know what you're doing on uh, this coming Monday morning, but uh, that would be the next step if this is really a problem for you. You could ignore it, too. It's not that you're going to cause a problem, but it's not fun not sleeping. So if you want to get better, you, this is a stage where you've done all the non-surgical things I would initially do, Yeah, and it doesn't mean that there's not more non-surgical things to do, but it sort of begs the question, should we go the next step and make sure that there's no real structural tear That's it's not just rotator cuff tendinitis? What could it be? What could you do? Well... I mean, what it could, the most likely cause of something structural with normal x-rays, which is what you had, is the possibility of a rotator cuff tear, secondarily a labral tear, it could be labral tear, uh, or it could be biceps. Oh, goodness. Uh, So, you know, if it's a real rotator cuff tear, simply say that we fix it arthroscopically through the camera. If it's a biceps tendon problem or labral problem, that too gets fixed. I can't play golf for how long? Well, we got to figure out what it is. Let's not put our all right, all right, remember all right. first your sh- first your pants then
0: your shoes. I know, but if so. if you do an arthroscopic surgery typically to
1: get back to golf and you yeah. repair something. Yeah. Generally no sooner than four months. Four months? Yeah, so I would, I would can probably we do it, can not... Do we do it in November? I would probably not show up on Monday morning and let's wait till the end of the summer, okay? okay? <laughs> We're going to live it. with it.
0: Great stuff. That again, Ask the Doctor. That's Dr. Brian Cole. You can submit your questions to sportsmedicineweekly.com. That is our website. And that wraps up our show for this Saturday morning. Dr. Cole, we had a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Many thanks to our producer, Shane Reardon. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. Dr. David Cole, I call him the doc, but he's your father. David Cole does a wonderful job managing uh, our business operation. To all the people here at The Score, Mitch Rosen and company. Many thanks. And Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics Rush. I'm Steve Cashel. On behalf of Dr. Brian Cole, thanks for tuning in to this edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Up next here on The Score... Inside the Clubhouse, that great baseball show featuring Bruce Levine. You've been listening to Sports Medicine Weekly, heard every Saturday morning at 8, with Dr. Brian Cole and Steve Cashel, only on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago sports station.